Hello, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Mike the Mike. I am Michael Beck, the host of this podcast. And if you've been following along with me, it's great to have you back here again. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. With this podcast, I discuss a range of topics surrounding arts and entertainment, as well as self-care and mental health, and how they intersect and are related to one another. I love creativity and self-improvement, and I want to encourage others to be their best self. It's been so that there's no better you than you, and that's a mantra that I'm trying to live by myself and that I hope to emanate out into the world. Along with that, I love getting to talk about music, and that's something that I often get to discuss with my good friend and collaborator, Silas Hahn. We only became acquainted last year. We're on completely opposite sides of the country, myself living in Virginia and Silas in Oregon, so we've never met in person, but I feel like we've known each other for a long time. The two of us have put out uh, two singles under the name Mercy Suite, and it's been a blessing to work with someone much more proficient at guitar than I am, uh, but even more, it's been a privilege to work with someone not only proficient, but as gifted and skilled as he is. And I don't know if he doesn't realize just how good he is or uh, if he's just really humble, <laughs> perhaps a little bit of both, but yeah, super cool guy. And I always enjoy our conversations. And in this episode, I get to share one of those conversations with you. I hope you enjoy it. How, how's it been going? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Just got uh, just got back from a bike ride like six minutes ago. That was like why I was a little bit late. But uh, oh yeah, nice. How was that? It's good. It's actually like I think there's a storm coming. Kind of blustery. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that in the uh, background here, but it's like really windy outside my window right now. Is it really? Yeah, we're actually getting some storms here today. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like this weekend too. Yeah. Yes, actually, I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Um, if our, yeah, we were going to do like a Q and a, so we got some, some questions for you from your followers. Uh, but one question that I had for you is, uh, so do you, uh, live in, in Oregon and do you live in Portland or just near Portland? Uh, yeah, I, I live in, um, kind of, uh, inner, inner Portland. So like, uh, yeah, I live in like the Southeast part of Portland. Cool. And have you lived there like your whole life? Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, so is the like the place that you were bike riding was that like one of your favorite places to go or um oh yeah, just now. Um yeah. It actually it was. It was uh up to Mount Tabor, hmm. um, which is a, a park here, uh, but it's actually a dormant um a dormant volcano. Oh actually. cool. Yeah. Which is uh kind of kind of neat, but um yeah, it's also just like a, a fun, fun little park. So, yeah, yeah cool. That's awesome. But yeah, so you've lived there like all, all of your life. Is it fair to say that Oregon feels like home to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, yeah, I've never lived outside of Oregon. I've, I, I guess I've lived in Eugene for um, just, just last year during my first year of college. Uh, so, but only before the, the pandemic, actually. So, uh, yeah, definitely fair to say. Yeah. Is there anything like in particular that stands out to you that you feel like makes Oregon feel like home to you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I like, I like Oregon's like, uh, you know, I, I like it's kind of natural variety. Um, it's, it's like a pretty, pretty, uh, kind of pretty beautiful state, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, 
there's kind of, um, you know, from like the different mountains and the, the cascades and the, uh, you know, our lakes and, and rivers and everything. It's, it's just, uh, we have, we have kind of some cool natural, uh, features, which I really like. Yeah. So do you like, do you foresee yourself like being in Oregon for like the long-term foreseeable future or like, did you see yourself moving somewhere else? Um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of hard to say, you know, I'm, I'm planning on, uh, finishing at least, uh, undergraduate in, in Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, especially because my, um, I'm in community college right now and, um, I won't, uh, you know, that that's usually, uh, how it goes, at least to my knowledge, you, you transfer to a state school, usually at least in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at least for, I mean, the next two or three years. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yet sure for the, uh, kind of the rest of my life, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I was, I was curious. Some people, you know, seem like they really enjoy like their, like their hometown and like their home state. And there's like all the people who are like, you know, so like the super like world travel travelers are like, just like, Oh, like, you know, I want to get out. Like I, you know, I hate it here. So definitely, it sounds like you're pretty, pretty well satisfied with the way you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. It's cool. Okay, so we got some questions from your followers. So let's go ahead and look at that. Okay, so the first question uh, that you had was, who are your uh, greatest guitar influences? Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's kind of a, that's a a big one. There's, uh, you know, there's quite a few. Um, I would say one of my, one of my biggest ones is um, uh, a guy called Alan Gogol. Um, I've, I've done a lot of, uh, covers of, uh, you know, kind of short covers of some of his songs. And, uh, he was kind of one of my biggest inspirations for this, uh, this technique that I use a lot in my plane. Um, that's like a, uh, it's a, like a harmonic technique using just the, just the left hand. Mm. Um, so I use that a lot in my plane and I learned it from watching his videos. Um, so yeah, he's one of my biggest inspirations. And then also just other other guitarists in kind of this modern uh finger style movement from like the past uh oh like i don't know past couple of decades i guess it kind of got popularized and so there's like Manelli Jamal and Andy McKee and uh you know you might recognize some of those names cuz some of those guys have gotten kind of uh, internet famous um over the past like 10 years or so um and then also just kind of guitarists from um like Pre, like decades before that, like uh, Leo Kotke and uh, Bruce Coburn and and Merle Travis, even like like a lot of um, just kind of from the like kind of all different styles and uh, yeah. So I'd say I have a, kind of a lot of variety in my inspirations. Yeah, very cool. Uh, next question: How did you approach learning the guitar techniques? Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, for that for that harmonic technique I was talking about, um, for from actually for for most of the techniques I've learned, it's um, I've usually just slowed down uh, like videos on YouTube and just um, just kind of looked at the way their hands moving and tried to mimic it. It's uh, I, so I don't I don't really use like um, tabs or tutorials or or much things like that. Um, 
Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of helped cause I've, I've had some background in, um, like, um, you know, a lot of different like classical, classical music and, uh, flamenco and jazz. And, um, I've had some, some, um, yeah. And also like electric. So I've, I've had kind of some different, uh, exposure to different styles of music and that that's helped with, uh, kind of being able to, to pick up those techniques, um, by watching. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, so like for somebody else, like, you know, maybe that worked for you to just like watch the video and slow it down, but maybe for someone else who like didn't have like that sort of background, you know, you probably like, I guess you, what I'm saying is it, uh, like you probably wouldn't advise someone like, you know, to, to, you know, do that approach without having that sort of background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely say it, it, it would be, uh, you, you, you would want to, you would want to look for like tutorials first. Cause that's, that's what I did too, is like watch a lot of tutorials and things like that before I started learning that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Cool. And the next question, uh, how long have you been playing guitar for? Um, so I've been playing, uh, for, I think almost six years. Um, I think since I was 14 and I'm, I'm 20 now. So, um, yeah, almost six years now. Yeah. I'd say pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually had a few questions myself. I had, um, and we might've talked about this before, but I was curious what, uh, cause I know you have, I think you have maybe like three guitars. Is that right? One of them's electric or is it just two? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I do. I have, um, I have my, my steel string acoustic and then I have an electric and, uh, I also have like a nylon string, um, mm-hmm. uh, acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is like the main guitar that you pick up and use? Yeah, that'd be uh that'd definitely be my steel string. Um it's I, I find it kind of the most comfortable to play. It's got a really like uh I, I like its its size and and shape. It's uh it's a Taylor GS mini. Okay. Um so it's it's just like very playable and I think it has a nice sound too. It it doesn't have like a small sound, I would say. It has kind of a standard, it sounds like a standard size guitar, but it's um yeah, it's it's a little bit more ergonomic. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that kind of goes into my next question is like, how did you pick it out? Did you sort of like know those things um, like prior to getting it or yeah, how is that process and picking that out? Yeah. So um, it was actually, uh, it was given to me or no, it wasn't, I, I think I, I bought it. Um, I, I bought it from a, from a friend. Um, and he actually, he, uh, it, it was, it was pretty cheap. Actually. He gave it to me for, um, 300, nice. um, which I think for that, for that kind of guitar, they're, they're usually more in like the, uh, four to 500 range, um, at mm-hmm. least for Taylor's. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was more like just based off his, uh, his own recommendation. And I think I tried it out uh, a couple times with him and just kind of, it, it just kind of felt, felt right for me, I would say. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so, so yeah, it seems like you're pretty happy with that guitar, but would you say you have like a, like, do you have a dream guitar or like, if you had a dream guitar, like, what do you think that would be? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard of these uh, these guitars called um, like uh, I'm I'm not sure quite how to pronounce the the name, but I think it's like Astrand, uh, mm. and I I'm pretty sure they're they're made by a uh, um, maybe I think maybe a Swedish guitar maker, and he uh, he makes them all in, uh, like by himself. Um, so they're like handmade, um, which means I think he only makes like, uh, something like 10 per year, something yeah. like that. Wow. Um, but, uh, they're just, apparently they, they just have, um, kind of an amazing sound. I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard them, uh, you know, just through YouTube videos and I'm, I'm sure that doesn't even like, right. um, like what, what's the word? Like, um, you know uh it it doesn't do it justice you know yeah um but it it um yeah i think so definitely one of those and then uh also maybe maybe like a harp guitar i've always thought those were really cool oh yeah those ones where it's like it just looks like a regular guitar but then you have like this like yeah just like it looks like you took a harp and just like put <laughs> just it on the top and on the top part, part yeah kind of smushed it on there yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like that those look um yeah, it's just like a whole nother like level level of like playing. Like would you have to Yeah, how would you even go about like learning that? Do you feel like if someone just like handed you a harp guitar, you'd be able to just like pick it up and play it or I think that'd be uh I don't know. I I think it 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 looks almost like a entirely different instrument, really. Right. Like um you know, yeah, yeah, I I could play it just without the harp part, but that kind of defeats the point, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't even totally like I haven't I haven't studied the plane very well, but it's it's kind of you you have to kind of develop a whole new technique because um, you know you have to, your thumb is pretty much entirely going to be on the harp strings, uh, like the harp bass notes. So you have to, it's, it's just, it looks a lot different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much those cost. <laughs> yeah, think? probably. I think the, uh, both of those, the, the Astran guitars and the, uh, the harp guitars probably, probably a little bit above my pay grade right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Would you think that the, the Astran is a bit more, uh, maybe more expensive than the, the harp guitar though, or? Yeah, I mean, actually, probably. Um, I could probably get like a a cheap harp guitar for um, maybe like a couple thousand, and then the the Astrans is going to be like ten thousand or something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite quite a bit. Yeah. And then I was just say, is there for you? Is there like a favorite thing about making music, or a part of the process that you find uh, yourself enjoying the most? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, interesting. I think I, I would say that's kind of changed over time for me. Um, cause for a long time, I, I didn't really do any, uh, composing mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, so I, I would say now like composing is kind of one of my, one of my favorite, I mean, that's, that's kind of my favorite part of it is just like trying to make something that, that, sounds good to me, you know, mm -hmm. and trying to just like explore new tunings and new ideas. Um, but, um, you know, I also, yeah, just kind of enjoy it. Um, 
learning technique and and trying to progress with that and uh kind of seeing where that goes too so um yeah yeah kind of both of those things it seems like i guess do you feel like those things go pretty hand in hand are they are you kind of like compartmentalize those two like learning the techniques and composing yeah well it's um i guess i guess yeah it 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 I guess it kind of depends. Definitely. Sometimes I, uh, I come up with like, with music ideas, just using, um, just from trying to make my own like technical exercises. Um, and sometimes I, I come up with song ideas that way. Uh, you know, so sometimes that, that, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know, it's not always uh, the way I do it, but that definitely is, is a way I've, I've come up with, um, some of my stuff. Yeah. And then, so yeah, it sounds like you're, um, yeah, your uh, what you've like your joy and your your process has changed. Uh, and with that, I was I was wondering uh, that if um, if somehow you could talk to your to your younger self who's uh, learning to play guitar for the first time, is there anything that you know now, or maybe your perspective that you have now as a guitarist uh, that you would like want to share with yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would probably say like, uh, I would, I would tell myself to kind of start composing trying to, trying to compose, uh, like earlier. Mm. Um, I think, I think that would have been, would have been a good thing, uh, just to like, you know, start practicing that as early as possible. Um, yeah. And sometimes I think I, um, I, I, yeah, I think I would, I would just spend too much time learning like a specific song and trying to make that, like trying to get that like perfect, um, which, you know, maybe it wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, it was, it was fun, but maybe yeah. not like didn't necessarily progress me the, the way that it, that the way that I could have been, um, progressing. So, hmm. yeah. So I guess, what do you, what do you maybe see that is like the benefits of composing versus maybe how you had been doing it um yeah so i would just say uh yeah i mean i think it's i don't know i think it's uh you know i've just i've just found that uh you know I, it's it's cool to make your own stuff you know yeah <laughs> but, yeah um you know it's it's very it's very tempting at least for me to to do a lot of covers cuz you you just want to you just want to like see what it what it feels like to play those songs that are that are so good you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you hear and you're like wow like i wish i could play that but uh um but then at the same time you learn it and then it's like well it's it's not really yours even if if you even if you mm -hmm. can play it you know yeah. um but uh yeah you know so so there's kind of yeah on the, on the other hand there's there's definitely a lot of benefits from from learning songs from others so yeah for sure yeah it seemed yeah definitely like benefits to like learning the techniques and sort of uh well you said it's um i mean i guess you can sort of like make a song yours but it's almost like you're like putting on someone else's shoes in a way you know right right mm -hmm. yeah yeah but yeah it seems like uh in some respects, like anyone can, can like 
do covers and play someone else's songs if they have the techniques down but it seems like it's like a bit of another thing to actually be the one to to do the composing would you say oh yeah it definitely is yeah um because yeah you because because pretty much like it's it seems to me like the technique thing is just a you know it's just a time commitment whereas um composing is I mean, it's, it's composing is kind of similar in that way. I mean, you also have to put in a lot of time obviously mm-hmm. to compose, but, uh, it takes a little bit more thought, you know, I mean, it takes a lot more thought actually, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> um, cause you know, you have to, you have to be thinking about like what sounds good as well as like everything else. So, um, you have to kind of make those decisions for, for yourself. So yeah, definitely a different different thing yeah. right yeah it seems like lately uh like in particular it seems like you've placed on your instagram you've been like posting it seems like you've had a lot like a lot of uh ideas lately yeah yeah i have been um coming up with some more some more stuff lately it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting i have to uh i think for me sometimes just experimenting with with tunings really helps and uh i found kind of i found kind of new tunings that i really like lately um that have helped me kind of um yeah get 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 some more ideas um so it's it's not the way that every guitarist does it at all um you know i'm not even sure that's really the best way to compose because um you know that it it's it could be a little bit limiting you know like um, if you don't like, if you don't find, if you don't find one of those like special tunings, then like, you're kind of like stuck maybe, um, at least that's happened to me before. Um, yeah. but then, you know, on the other hand, it, it is, it is how, uh, a, a good number of, of guitars that I, that I really like, uh, tend to tend to compose and kind of explore. So, um, but yeah, there is also the question of like, should you compose like, and then apply it to like a tuning or something like that? Or should you go to a tuning and then just like mess around? Cause that's what I've been doing, but mm. there's different ways, I guess. Yeah. I guess whatever, whatever is working. And if I guess when it stops work, when it stops working, you can look at trying something else, but I mean, yeah, if it works then. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, like what tunings have you been trying or what tunings maybe have been maybe like most inspiring for you right now yeah um let me see i mean i don't even uh i don't even know the names of some of them i think uh the most recent one would be like uh would be like open f um i think open f with like a it would be like a a a sharp seventh or something <laughs> it's it's a little bit altered um yeah so yeah i'm not actually sure what the with the um name for it in like a the theory name would be for it um but yeah it's like cfc gae i think um so that's that's been fun to mess around with yeah and then how do you actually go about uh, putting in the, the tunings, if that makes sense. Um, 
right like um like before i i start trying to like write write with it yeah right for like instance like um uh let's see like i i've used like a, the guitar tuna app and i think that's pretty familiar for like a lot of people and yeah. at least for like the free version it seems like it only gives you like an option to do like the standard tuning uh for guitar right right so then it's like how do you i guess what would be like another option or like what do you use to actually like figure out like how to like you know to this tune the strings to whatever tuning you're trying to achieve yeah um so i actually i use guitar tuna too um and uh yeah so i think i bought that app before it started charging um for alternate tunings mm-hmm. um so i actually it actually gives me a like a, a lot of different tunings uh oh nice just for free uh yeah which is definitely nice um but um yeah sometimes i also go into the uh it's i guess it's possible that um it sounds like most people will have to pay for this option but you can you can also it also has the option to make your own tuning Mm, yeah um so you can just go in and just select which um you know which 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 pitch you want each of the strings to be and then um just kind of go from there or you can start with like a with like a, a template tuning and then just like change it and see what see what sounds good to you yeah 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 i was trying to figure out how to do like a like a dad gad tuning for instance and again i don't have like the the uh the version that you have uh so i was like looking for another option so i just used uh one app is called tuner light and it seems like it's just like sort of a standard like tuner and then it it just like all it does is just tell you like what you know like the tune of like the string is and then so i'll just like know okay like this is like you know i want this string to be like a d and then like an a and so i just try to like tune each uh note like that way right right so yeah yeah i think that's definitely a good way to uh do it is just using like reference reference notes like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's funny though like the, the first time i like was trying to like figure it out though i was like how it's like how do you do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right yeah yeah um uh, another question is, do you have like a favorite, uh, like piece of cinema or favorite pieces if it's hard to pin down one? Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, that is, um, I think one of my, uh, one of my favorites from, from the past, um, from the past couple of years i think i actually uh i think i think maybe i've already uh mentioned it to you but um yeah it's called it's called mother oh right yeah yeah Yeah. um i'm pretty sure it was directed by uh i think his name is darren aronofsky um he does some pretty interesting like uh horror and thrillers um yeah so that's that's definitely been one of my favorites oh cool yeah you mentioned before i didn't realize that was one of your favorites though yeah yeah i think it it just kind of stuck with me i don't i don't know why but uh mm. yeah don't know why huh 
I wonder if it's um was like the way that they like set the mood or the way they like uh told the story that was different or unconventional or you know stood out from the rest yeah yeah i def- I'd definitely say that was um kind of a kind of a big part of it um yeah i guess it's not entirely true to say i don't know why i think it it uh it was i don't know it it just wasn't it wasn't quite um just wasn't quite like much horror that i've seen really it uh it was um kind of like maybe maybe it was like personally relatable to me as far as like the 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 fears that that were being kind of uh preyed upon i guess um i don't yeah it seemed it seemed kind of like like just that kind of that that those themes i i i had not seen like uh kind of explored very much in in many other other, other kind of other films that i've seen i mean i'm sure i'm sure they have been but uh that was just kind of the first time i've I've seen that. So, yeah. What would, what would you see? Were like the those themes that you're that you're thinking of? Yeah. So, um, it was kind of like a uh, kind of like um, just just kind of um, concerns about like uh, it's it's sort of about it's sort of about like um, privacy invasion and like right, kind of right. personal space. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I, I guess it's kind of like, it's, it's about like kind of breaking boundaries too, like a, like a, a person's like, um, kind of physical or like, uh, you know, um, what, what's the word like emotional, mental, maybe, uh, boundary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just, I thought it was interesting, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, you kind of have this person who's trying to fend off these, these people who are, who are, and like, she, she's just kind of like being ignored, you know, but then, um, it's like the, um, you know, it it just, it just gets to be like worse and worse, you know, until it kind of reaches a breaking point. And then, um, yeah, just good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, interesting Mm -hmm. take on that even if it's a bit of a stretch, would you maybe willing to share like what, uh, I guess how you feel like that you feel like that is personal or how that relates to you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. I might have to think on that one a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, oh, and just a thought I had when I was asking you about the what your favorite film was. I I just wondered if um if you've ever like tried to create a piece of music uh, with that film as inspiration. Oh, um, I not with that film specifically. No, that's that would um it's actually a good idea. Yeah, I've I've never tried to um kind of make a make like a, a, a music piece with like a film in mind, but that's, that's actually a pretty cool idea. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've, I've, never, never I've never tried it either, but sometimes I was like, yeah, that could be, 
you know, I guess maybe if you're like sort of like in a rut and like looking for some inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe look at, you know, a movie or a show or something. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Cool. And then the, yeah, I guess the last question that I have at least prepared, um, and one that I, I would probably would like to just like ask people in general as I, in general, as I interview them, but, uh, yeah, for, uh, you personally, what would you say that you feel like success would like look like for you personally? Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say like, as far as like, uh, as far as like the music goes or just kind of in any sense, just like, yeah, just like in life, you know, like what, what do you like would make you feel like, okay, I've been, I've been successful or I'm succeeding, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think kind of one of the biggest ones for me is, um, I definitely want to, uh, I think it would, it would make me pretty, pretty happy at least to, uh, to have kind of like a career where I can, where I can still have, still have time for like, um, for like hobbies and stuff. And, um, just to, uh, yeah, just, I mean, just to kind of enjoy what I do and, uh, just kind of, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's kind of the main one for me just to, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. It's, I was actually, we, um, just talking with someone recently just talking about like careers, like what, uh, just like, uh, hearing from them, like what they're interested in doing and as they're sort of processing like their career and something that, uh, you know, just as talking with them and, you know, thinking about myself, I've like kind of come to that same sort of realization of like, I think that maybe in the past I had more of this idea that, you know, like my work and like my, the things that I enjoy would be like much more like intertwined, you know? And I think that's, um, could be good or, you know, it's desirable, but I think I've kind of come more to a place where I don't necessarily like need that. I'm more like looking for, you know, like a job that can like be like, you know, a means of like providing for myself, you know, that like I can like, you know, enjoy enough or at least like not hate, you know, like, uh, right. not like not like dread going to, but yeah, like having a job that like allows sort of a, you know, maybe like a bit of like a nine to five and like a weekend so that like I have like blocked off sets of time where I can then like check out of work and then focus on, you know, those things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think that depending on like how, like whatever route you take, like, even if you go sort of the route of like, you know, being the artist sort of full time, I feel like that kind of, you know, becomes being the artist full time. And it's like, you're sort of, I guess I feel like you'd be kind of, or even if, uh, I guess an example of like what I was talking with my friend is he was mentioning like sort of like starting his own business, but I feel like something like that is like, it is like a full time, full time job, you know, like you're kind of constantly in it and managing it. And I feel like that doesn't really, you know, create much space for you to kind of like break away from it and like do anything else, you know? Right. So I feel like there's definitely like appeals to, you know, I guess like being your own boss and kind of trailblazing a thing that you, you know, maybe like an idea you have, but, you know, I think there are some benefits to having someone else be the one to do that, you know, do that labor. Um, 
and, you know, just kind of be, you know, the subordinate and the underneath guy, but so that you can like, you know, check out, you know, be like, see, ya. Right. you take care of that. I'm going to go do my thing. Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And maybe, I guess for the viewers, uh, I, I, so we've talked about what is it sort of, uh, that you are sort of working out with your school and what's kind of the career path that you're trying to, uh, work on. Oh, um, yeah. So right now I'm, uh, I am, uh, kind of my, my major is, uh, human physiology. And, uh, so I guess kind of my ultimate like goal right now is, uh, physical therapy. Um, yeah. just cause I, you know, I, I think it's something I, I would enjoy. Um, I, 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 I kind of am pretty interested in the human body and in, um, you know, I, I, I like, I think I'm, I, I like helping people and, um, you know, I, I, I just think, uh, it would, it would probably be a good fit for me. Um, yeah, but it is, it is interesting. Like, like what you're saying. Yeah. I kind of had that idea of like, you can get kind of like a, a um, like a separate separateness. Is that, a, is that a word? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you can just be like, yeah, okay. I can, like it's it's like you said it's not like this i mean i guess it depends on how i how i do it like you could a lot of people do have like kind of their own business and uh mm -hmm. but you know if you just work at it like a hospital or something like that um you can you can just you know kind of clock out and and do kind of your own thing um too you know yeah um, sounds good yeah yeah i i hear like a you mentioned like, uh, like wanting to help people. And I think that's something that like you hear often, I feel like at least hopefully maybe on some level, like we all want to like help people, but I think yeah. that translates in like very different ways, but it sounds like at least for the moment you sort of like honed up into like this, like particular aspect of helping people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's, uh, that's definitely true. Yeah. Which I think maybe is that is the appeal there. Uh, because I know that you, like, you seem like you're pretty like, you know, physically active and I, I'm trying to think of like the, of like what it is that you like sometimes do sometimes you'll post videos of the, uh, I guess, I don't know, like the, not the exercises that you do, but like, uh, it's not like, it's not like yoga. It's like something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it has like, it's like, it has like elements of yoga. I, I like kind of messing with like, um, just like different types of yoga and, uh, like, uh, like capoeira and things, things kind of like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, just kind of, um, I like, uh, just kind of like body, body weight exercises, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like that sort of like translates or is that how you maybe like see the, the appeal and, you know, you know, doing, uh, doing that line of work? Yeah. I'd say, um, it'd be cool to, uh, you know, if there are, uh, you know, other people who, who, who want to kind of, um, to enjoy those, those kinds of things. And, uh, 
and you know maybe maybe they 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 have an injury or something like that i think it'd be cool to kind of help them um get back to being able kind of being able to do those kinds of things um and then also another part of it was um uh possibly like helping musicians too um because i'm i'm kind of uh you know there's all kinds of injuries that that uh yeah you you don't always think about that but yeah definitely yeah um you know I've, i've never really uh I'm not sure if there are, would, I'm not sure if I would be like a, a musician specific physical therapist. I'm, I'm not sure if that would be like a, a, a good route to go or not necessarily, but um, yeah, it, it, it does seem like there, there could be some demand for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Like the, like the level of stress that can be like put on the body by doing like, you know, for some people, the amount of like exercise and, and effort they put into like their instruments, like on a daily level can really, uh, put like wear and tear on the body. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, my, um, my, my former guitar teacher, he, he taught me, um, classical and, and flamenco and, and he's a, uh, he's a professional musician. Um, he's had to have like, uh, I think like at least two, two back, back surgeries, Oh shoot. Um, yeah, just from like, uh, just, just from playing a lot basically. Um, yeah. and, uh, I'm not sure about like the details of, of what happened, but he, he just said it was from, uh, playing and like overplaying over, overperforming, you know? Um, so yeah, it definitely can be really physically intense sometimes. So do you give any like tips or like for, for warnings of like, you know, don't do this or you'll end up like me or <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say that, uh, my, my style of playing is, is less rigorous than his. Um, yeah. so I think I've been, been able to kind of avoid, uh, those, those kinds of things, like, like classical musicians, you know, you see them, they have to constantly have their like backs fully straight. They have to have like this, this very like, right kind of not ergonomic, uh, position positioning going on. And then they have to like practice in that position for like four hours, five hours a day or whatever. Yeah. Or more. Um, so yeah, I, I would say my way of playing is a little bit more gentle. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I should have asked him though. <laughs> mm. Are you still, like in uh, have a way of like contacting him or, or no. Um, yeah. Yeah. I talk to him, uh, sometimes just on, uh, you know, Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think he, uh, you know, we, um, talk about each other's music and everything. So yeah, definitely. Is he, as far as you know, is he still, um, taking students or he is? Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of his, his main, uh, mode of income right now, you know, for the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's kind of a main, uh, you know, a, a main source of income, uh, just at, at any time, just being a, being a musician, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think he's, he's still just doing that. Cool. Do you want to mention, uh, who it is? You know, I guess if someone's listening and wants to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, his name's, uh, Berto Boyd. Hmm. Um, and he is, uh, 
yeah, he, he's, uh, he has like a, he has a bunch of music projects, but yeah, he's a, he's a flamenco and classical artist. Uh, he, he actually just lives like a, uh, just, just, um, not, I mean, he, he's, he's Portland based too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. And I guess as far as you know, is he, I guess, is he doing like all in person or does he do like any online or. Uh, yeah, I think he does, uh, in, I think he does, uh, mostly zoom right now. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, he, he does do like, uh, even during the pandemic, he did outdoor in person. So, um, yeah, he does do that too. Yeah. Very cool. And then the, yeah, the, the classical playing, do you feel like, yeah, it's, it seems like it's almost like a, if you choose to like go that road of playing, it all seems like you're it's like a detriment or like you're like setting yourself up for like injury. Do you think that's like a, like very like necessary to like, you know, like play in that way to like play that style and get that sound? Or do you think that's just sort of a, a traditional way that people have stuck with that's kind of antiquated at this point? Yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I, 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 I don't, um, I don't know too much about it, but, um, I think, I think definitely some of the, the, uh, the techniques that, that classical musicians use are, um, you know, some, some of them are kind of, kind of older, you know, um, they, they've been around a long time. And, um, so it's possible that, uh, maybe now they, they have some like kind of, um, Oh, what's the word? Like they're, they're not, not necessarily using some of the, Mm -hmm. some of the ways of playing and practicing that, uh, that may, maybe not as, not as like, uh, healthy for them, healthy for their hands or or for their backs or whatever than, than what, uh, people used to, but, but there is a lot of emphasis on, on tradition for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you think that's was part of the reason why you kind of straight away from the more classical playing or do you think there are other factors involved? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that, that was a, a, a bit of it. Yeah. I think I, 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 at least I, I, I just tend to, uh, I like trying to, um, you know, there's, there's not a, there's not a whole lot of, for, for classical specifically, there's, there's not a whole lot of room to like, uh, like there's definitely definitely lots of room to like express yourself, but a, a lot of it is um is a little bit more con- confined, I would say, than um than probably like uh style of playing I'm doing right now. Um, and you know, there's 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 benefits and and drawbacks, I would say, to that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I w- I would say I I like being a little bit more trying trying to be a little bit more free form with with my own playing. Yeah. Would you say, is there anything in particular uh, that you've been like, you know, either currently excited about or like that you're like looking forward to coming up or doing? Yeah. Um, uh, I, at least as far as uh, music goes, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, work on this like little, uh, uh, like lo-fi, a guitar um, oh, yeah, yeah. project which is uh just been fun to kind of uh 
mess around with a little bit, just using some of these uh, guitar samples that I've been working on and um, kind of trying to learn production a little bit for kind of the first time. Cause I, I don't have much experience mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, but I am trying to learn more. So. Awesome. And yeah, like what programs have you been using for that? Um, mostly, mostly just garage band right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I figured I'd, I'd just stick with, uh, kind of what was free and already, uh, you know, already insta uh, installed on my Mac here before I, uh, before I tried anything, um, anything more than that, but, um, yeah, I'll see, I'll see where it, where it takes me. For sure. Do you like foresee any sort of like, uh, timeline on that or, uh, is it hard to say at this point, just kind of just feeling it out and playing around? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say at this point, it's, it's more just, uh, at the messing around stage. Um, cool. but, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was wondering like, uh, how, how long you've been making music for. Right. Yeah. I guess there's been like, uh, different periods of like stages. There was the, like back in high school, getting the drum set. And that was maybe let's say like junior year of high school, maybe. And so I, yeah, that was, that was like my introduction uh, to music, I would say, is playing the drums. And that was 29 now. That would have been graduated high school in 2011. So someone wants to do the math. But yeah, so that was kind of the, the, the introduction. But then, yeah, so I played the drums and then that kind of tapered off kind of with like interest, but, all, but like mainly I just had some some health issues come up and it was kind of like in my lower part of my body. And so it became a challenge, uh, to like make that kick drum happen, you know, uh, that yeah. takes a lot of like, um, a lot of effort. So I eventually sold that. And then I was like looking for alternatives. So I picked up a, uh, like a cajon, you know, like just like a, basically just like a box drum, like a box with uh, snares, uh, even though they're, it's like a really overpriced box. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they uh, make them as expensive as they do. Um, but yeah, I got that. And that kind of got me back into, you know, percussion. But yeah. And, and then like in college, I started taking, I took like a, like a writing for artists class and then maybe like an aesthetics class, I think it was. And those were like the first time that I had opportunity to like write, like not in the academic way, you know, that you like you learn from like right. elementary school on. It's like, okay, you know, you, you know, you have your, like your thesis and, you know, <laughs> uh, like all that. And you got to have your sites and your sources. It was like the first time that I could actually just like have a topic and just like talk about it. And so that was like super cool and like liberating. And like the, for the first time I was like, Oh, this is actually like, you know, to tolerable, dare I say it kind of enjoyable, you know? Right. Um, and so that was surprising because yeah, I, I never liked writing. It was always just a struggle, like just having like some like learning disabilities and, and stuff. And just, yeah, like I said, it was always just like academic and it just seemed like very rigid and just never really appealing to me. So yeah, for the first time actually get, getting to just like 
share my thoughts and kind of have it be a means of like processing. It was like really cool. And then I had a, like a video art project and we had to like, like one of the requirements is that we had to have a, like a, like a speaking piece in it, which was kind of terrifying because one, I had to write for it. And then two, I had actually had to like, you know, record my voice <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was like in the, in the late hours of the morning and I just like threw something together. I say threw something together, but, you know, it kind of came to me in sort of that stage where it's like, you're kind of, you know, half asleep, half awake. Yeah. Which I yeah. find it sometimes helpful for, uh, I'd say sometimes often helpful can be for, you know, letting your ideas flow. But yeah, I came up with something. I was actually, I was pretty happy with how it came out. And so that was kind of my first time of like, actually by like having to have this like assignment was the first time actually like, Oh, like, you know, like I wrote this like piece. And so I think kind of from there, like once I got, you know, comfortable with that and actually wrote something that like wrote something for the first time, I was like, Oh, this doesn't suck. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I just kind of, yeah, I just like started writing, uh, writing, I guess, like, um, songs without music, you know, like essentially they were like poems, but I've never been like into poetry and at least in the past. And so I, I, I don't know, just like writing for like music was like the way that like made sense to me, you know, in my mind. So even though like, there was no like music and I was like, just, you know, we're going to put the words down. And then kind of from there, they were just like, I had the words, but there was like this desire to like, have this continuation to take it further. And then from there, it was just like, okay, like I, I can sing. And right now I've only like got my, my cajon. So I did like a couple of recordings, uh, with like, just like me singing like percussion. And I guess that had its appeal kind of a little bit of a, a traditional kind of a world, (laughs) you know, kind of a sound, uh, but it wasn't really what I was going for. So I felt kind of at that point, a little forced, not forced, but I felt like this like urgency to like uh, have something else that go along with that. That was a little bit more, uh, not just like a percussion that was actually like, you know, like an instrument that can provide, provide like, you know, I guess like the melody, you know, or whatever. And so I happened to have like a, just like a classical nylon string guitar around. And I just started like just messing around with that. And then, and then, yeah, I, and, and still, still now I, I, well, like later I actually did, I had a, a friend that taught me like three chords, but that's, that's as far as I got. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was the, that was the long answer, but yeah, that's, so that's kind of how that went. That's how long I've been doing it. Cool. Yeah. So which, which, um, which year in, in college was, was that like your first year of college that you, um, took those classes? Mm. I don't think so. Even, even uh, with like transferring from community college, I still had some, some like core things uh, that they wanted me to do. So maybe, but yeah, I'll say that was my, uh, that was like my either, either uh, second semester or or second year at, uh, at the university. Yeah. That I got those, got those classes in. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. So I just wanted to pause the discussion for a moment. Alice is about to ask me a few questions in regards to a black metal collaborative project that I just began working on 
with another friend of mine. And just to give you all some context, I wanted to share, we're not going to share the, the vocals with you all, uh, but I will be sharing uh, those lyrics. Um, and so they go like this. How could the seer not have foreseen such foul misery? How did I get here, abandoned by the gods and man, stripped of my lot, left here to die in the white room? The sky rains down, coals of ice, so cold now my body is scorched. Death's kiss on my skin, how can I go on? There's no end in sight. How long have I been wandering aimlessly? Another sacrificed, you would have me here, frozen, preserved forever in the white room. How many souls have you taken? You have prepared another plot for me. You have unhinged your jaws. The earth will swallow me whole. So yeah, well, a <laughs> little, little, uh, kind of dark, uh, maybe for most of the viewers, but, uh, yeah, kind of, I think is well suited for the genre. And, um, I think there's a place for, you know, exploring and talking about darker things. And so that's, uh, that's that. But yeah, uh, without further ado, let's get back to the discussion. Yeah, I was listening to your, um, um, I think it was, it was, uh, your black metal vocals. The other day. Yeah. Yeah. You finally listened to it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I I've listened to it, uh, to a couple of times now. Um, okay. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really impressive. I, Thanks. It, it, was there any, like, was there like any effects on your voice or anything? No, no, that was just, I just had my, my phone, my voice, my mind just recorded it. <laughs> Man, I have no idea how you do that. I could never do that. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I think I think that kind of just comes down to just be willing to like try crazy things with your voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and also just like mimicking other things as well. I think that's a lot of it is yeah. So I had like um I mean like other like black metal acts, but the I think the one in particular that I was like trying to it was like influencer trying to copy was there's a black metal band called uh inquisition that has like this really interesting quality to his voice um yeah it's almost like i'm trying to think of how it's been described but it's like uh like uh like like frogs like <laughs> like croaking almost right right uh it's yeah it's it sounds weird but like to me it sounds like yeah it's just like really cool it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, wow, how do you, how do you even do that? So I don't think I achieved that, but that's what I was trying to go for. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was also curious about like, um, kind of the lyrical inspiration for that. Like, um, you came back to like the idea of like the white room. Yeah, that was, um, actually, well, yeah, it goes back to, to to school i was writing an assignment and i'm trying to think what the criteria was but yeah i was uh while i was writing it i was influenced by uh the tv series uh helix i don't know if you've heard or seen that one i don't think so no. it's like set in trying to think is it like set in like the arctic or something um you know some sort of like you know freezing tundra of a of a you know scene and so there was like a part of of the there was like an episode i'm sorry for any spoilers for anyone i don't think it's like a big thing but um there was like some like reference at one point to like the white room and the white room uh just like happened to be like 
you know, I guess it was kind of like almost like a mystery, like what is the white room? And then it turns out that it wasn't actually like a like a room in this like facility. It was just like outside, you know, like in this like like blizzard where you like you can't like all you see is like white and like that's the white room. So I just thought that I don't know. That struck me as like, oh, that's like super cool. <laughs> so as I yeah. was like writing this, uh the kind of the idea kind of came back to me. And I was like, yeah, I think that's uh yeah, the idea of like yeah, being like caught up in that where it's like you're like lost and all like all you can see is like white in every direction. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool to think of it like a like a room. Yeah. Because that's effectively like what it is, right? You can't, you can't really go anywhere. You you don't know your way out, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's pretty interesting. I I think what uh, I think my my first interpretation of it was I thought maybe that that actually makes more sense given given the the other lyrics you have about kind of like um, you know, being on like death's doorstep, kind of like yeah, but what what would uh. Yeah, I'm curious. What did you? What was your interpretation? Oh, I thought I thought maybe you were talking about like um, like uh, like the 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 type of torture that I've heard of. I'm not sure if it's oh. even like real or not, but um, it could be like an urban legend. But like um, people being like uh like held in like a in like a white white room with like um, like and every everything in the in the room is like white like uh you know, like the bed and the pillows are white. And the, and mm-hmm. when you're given, and you're wearing white clothes and when you're given food, it's like white rice with like a white bowl, you know, like oh, stuff like that. Wow. And uh, yeah, I think the idea is just to like, um, I mean, it's, it's like mental, it's like a mental torture thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's just kind of what I thought of. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's cool. No, I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Definitely. And I don't. I guess you couldn't really achieve that, sort of in the context of well, I guess it's maybe not clear what the, what the what the time period of the song is. So, yeah. So I guess you could do that. I guess my mind was kind of like more of a, you know, more of a, I don't know, like Viking Age, I guess, or like Celtic scenario. But right, right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you. Uh, yeah, put uh, that at any time period. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, that sounds like awful, awful too. <laughs> I think kind in a room with all. Oh man, yeah. I guess that's, what, does, what does that say about us? You know, like we need to have, like I don't know, variety or like just to like be, like only seeing like one or I guess you know, no color, like just like white. It's like daunting. Yeah. Um, it's like a lack of like stimulation there too. Yeah. I think that's, that's part of it. Definitely. Yeah. That's like a big part of it. I think um, it's, it's something I'm not sure why, why it's like white specifically or not like any other color really. Maybe white's just like easy because there's like white rice and stuff you can feed them. Right. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe your eyes just like can't see other things very well after a while. Like it, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. 
yeah, I will say I was uh, doing like a like a monochromatic painting once, and I was like only using like hues of blue, and like after a while, like only like looking at this like this like blue canvas, it kind of kind of screwed with my eyes a bit. Oh yeah, it was weird. Yeah, right. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. recommend it. What's that? I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I guess it was an interesting practice, you know? Right, right. But it was unexpected consequences. Yeah, it's like I have been like looking at this like blue color for so long when I like looked at, you know, at other things. It was like, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, it was almost like I was still like, like, like residually, like still like seeing like, you know, like it threw off like other colors <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of curious now. Do you have like it posted online anywhere? No, no, that was that was like back in uh early years of of community college. That was a while ago. So I don't know if I even have a I don't even know if I have a picture of it, but I suppose if I do I could I could share it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious for sure. One other one was like um did you how did you, uh, when you were trying to, when you were trying to learn those, those vocals, those like black metal vocals, was it, were you just, did you take any, like, have you taken any vocal lessons in general or are you, do you like, um, like what's your approach for like learning that kind of thing? Yeah. I guess it's kind of similar to the approach you took with like learning like those guitar pieces. You just like watch videos. But I guess for me, it was mostly just, yeah, just like listening to like music. And I think I've been like messing around with like vocals for like a while now, like since like, I don't know, at least like high school, I like started trying to like replicate like metal vocals. And, and then like, I, I discovered like, uh, like throat singing. I don't know if you've heard of that before. I don't think so. No. Yeah, it's it's um it has like roots in like uh Mongolia and like uh maybe like Tibet, like different um different like regions. Um, but it's kind of the idea of like you are trying to like create like like a residence and you can like produce like um like more than like one sort of like uh I guess like sound or like pitch like at once, you know okay yeah um yeah it sounds sounds pretty wild so I've, I've tried to like copy that too um but then uh and, and i found yeah that was like um it seems like there was like some metal vocalist that did sort of similar things and so yeah it's, it's almost like you sort of you play around enough and you kind of almost like build a bit of like a i don't know like a muscle or sort of like a vocabulary you know for like doing different things with your vocals right right but it's also kind of like weird because once you spend like so much time trying to like emulate other people, it makes you like wonder like, I don't know, what is my actual voice if that's a thing? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still I'm still not entirely sure what that is, but yeah, it's it's still I guess I, I just kind of I try to copy what I like. <laughs> Rather it's actually, you know, how like natural, like how I guess like maybe like good it is for like my vocals <laughs> um, right 
are good for like my voice, but yeah. Yeah. Metal, metal, metal vocals are fun. I'm not actually like doing more of like the, I guess like the, the, like the streaming or kind of like screamo vocals. I can't really, I can't really do that though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that just feels like, I don't know, the vocals that I do like seem like it's like a different, I don't know, it's like a different approach or kind of puts like a, a different stress than actually just like, just like, you know, like actually like, just like screaming. <laughs> right. It seems it's like, it's like, it's uh, less about the volume of your voice. and Right. Volume. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's why I can't do the, or I, or I, or I don't try really to do like the, the streaming. Cause yeah, it just seems like really like taxing and strenuous. Whereas yeah. like the, like the other, like you, yeah, you don't necessarily have to like be loud to like achieve the sound. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. It must be, um, like, does it, does it affect your, does it affect your, your voice? And if you're trying to do like, if you do that style, um, and then, uh, like, like, like what you said, like based on, um, kind of on, um, was it inquisition? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, does it, would you say that like affects the way that you sing? Like that, could that like affect the way your voice sounds like, uh, in like other styles of singing? Mm. Like how does like it translate? Yeah. Or like, does it, um, or do you mean just like, does it like have an effect if I try to like sing something else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe if I like I I go at it too much or like strain myself, then you know you start to you know like feel like you know your voice is strained. But like other times, it almost like feels like a vocal warm up. Oddly enough, yeah, right. Like I do that, and then I try to do like other singing, and it like almost feels. I don't know, maybe because like feels easier because when you're trying to do like some of those like metal vocals, it's like more a process of. Um, like constricting, you know, um, and then when you actually like kind of like do other types of singing, it's like you you get rid of like the you know like you're not you're not really trying to like constrict your your vocal cords, so it almost feels like you know doing the those almost feels like a little bit of like a workout maybe, right? <laughs> or else like you like you put on some weights and you take them off and it's like oh wow we can like can jump now, right? Right. But, yeah. I also wanted to, uh, like, um, ask about like your, your visual art. Um, what, when did you start doing, uh, doing that? Yeah, that was, well, I mean, I've been, I guess I'd ask like, kind of like maybe what aspect of the visual art, I guess you're maybe, are you referring to sort of the more like, I guess the sort of like the dra the graphic design? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. And also kind of the, the photography too. Yeah, the graphic design got started back in community college. I took a computer graphics class, and I guess that would have been maybe like 20, 2012, 2013, around that time. Yeah, I took a computer graphics class, and that was like my intro to like uh, like Photoshop. And so, yeah, that was, that was a great class. I kind of picked up the basic skills and like from there 
I just started, you know, just messing around with like creating, you know, creating graphics like through Photoshop. And then I, um, you know, just got other experiences like through jobs. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the essence to just kind of, you know, just picked it up and, you know, played with it a bunch, kind of just like, you know, like music and other things, you know, not, not necessarily a whole lot of like formal training, but you just, you do it enough, you know, I guess you at least feel comfortable at it. And then the photography was maybe, I want to say three, four ish years ago. Um, but even before that I was using like, uh, I was using just my phone, taking pictures with that and yeah. So that's kind of, Cool. Yeah. Would you say, um, who, who would you say would, uh, were kind of your, your, uh, inspirations for, for like visual art? Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't actually know that I think about that that much. Like definitely I'm like seeing things, taking things in and it probably definitely has a level of like influence on me, but I feel like I'm more influenced by like music and maybe even like film that I am on like other visual artists, uh, which right. is funny. Cause like for a while, that's like, that's more like, I, I wasn't doing music um, or the other things I, I was only doing like visual art. So yeah, it's funny that I don't really, it's not the thing that I gravitate towards, but yeah, I think I have been drawn to like a lot of um, more like muted tones and like black and white and sort of like uh rustic kind of look and so i don't know maybe if some of my introduction to that was you know like your ansel adams but you know i probably just found like other artists along the way who are kind of doing a similar thing and maybe just also just get, getting inspiration from like like from music but from like the like the art that other musicians were using, uh, for instance, like one of my, uh, has been my all time favorite bands, the national, um, like looking at some of the art that they used and I guess they, you know, some, some like artists or bands, they're, they're, uh, like their look that they put out is kind of, there's like a, like congruency. It's kind of, they continue on with it. You know, and there's others where it's like each album cover is like completely different than the right. last I feel like the national kind of does that, uh, but they had like the album cover for their album boxer, um, is like this. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, this like black and white and it's just a, a picture of like the band, like on the, like on the stage. It's like, um, at like a banquet or something. And so that kind of, that sort of resonated with me. And then there's like another album cover by another band that I love, uh, Starflight 59. So the album's old and it's just a picture of somebody like standing like in a doorway. And there's like, um, in like your, uh, the picture is taken from the perspective, like your back is to them, uh, but there must be like a light on. So it's like, creates like this like silhouette um, of you like just seeing like this person like in the doorway um, and it creates like this like frame of like the door too. And I think that was either like black and white or sort of like monochromatic too. So 
so yeah, I, I guess I just find something appealing uh, often about like the the like just like focusing on like the light and shadow and just kind of like stark contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Are you um are you like a much of a fan of like um like like black and white films and like things like that? Um I don't know if I am as much immediately probably because they're just like older. So like, I haven't like, you know, right. gotten my hands on them so much. So I haven't seen a lot. I'm trying to think of the black and white movies that I would have seen. Yeah. I don't know. I can I guess I could see the appeal. Um, but yeah, it seems like there's not a whole lot of like more current black and white films. It's like almost like in order to like get the experience, you have to kind of filter it through like a more, you know, old timey, you know, way of doing film. I know there's been some newer films that have been in black and white. And I guess one that kind of stands out to me is I think it's called, I think it's called like The Lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I've seen that. You yeah. see that one? Yeah. I thought that was like really cool. I don't know that I necessarily cared for them going with like the four by four aspect ratio. Like I understand, right. I understand like why they did it, but, um, but no, yeah, that was definitely, it was nice to see a, yeah, like a modern film. Like, so you get like that modern film flavor, but then it's also shot in black and white. But now that I guess I'm thinking about it, uh, there was like a show that I watched. Maybe the show is called deep. I think it was, uh, at least they had on Netflix, but yeah, that whole show was in black and white. And that to me was like, just like super visually appealing. So I think, yeah, that, that definitely like stands out as like, if I, I could get like more of that, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd be on board. Yeah. It was kind of, um, I guess it was, it took like, uh, I think it was like a foreign film. And then it was like set with like a, there was like a detective or something like that. And I think he had some sort of some sort of like brain condition where he was like having like some like hallucin hallucinations or something on some level, if I remember it right. Um, but yeah, really interesting show. But yeah, it, it was like really, I think they really took advantage of, again, like the stark contrast and the like, use, like really using uh, like the light and shadow to like the advantage to like really create this this like mood and like create a perspective that yet you know at least either couldn't do or would be like more challenging in color right yeah yeah i've never i've never seen a show in black and white so yeah that sounds really cool mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think um i think uh it, it is it is kind of interesting i think it seems like sometimes like modern modern films that are in black and white that that don't that you know like obviously they they don't need to be for like um, like technologically like with right. the old films uh, sometimes I think it can feel a little bit uh, like maybe like I don't kind of snobbish or something yeah. something like that like a little bit of like a gimmick yeah yeah um, but other times I think it I think it uh, I think it works pretty interesting uh like uh like the the film like good night and good luck 
don't know if you've seen that. No. What is that? Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. It's about, um, it's about kind of the red scare in, uh, in, uh, you know, in the fifties. So it's, it's set in the fifties and, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's starting like, uh, it's got like George Clooney and kind of an interesting cast. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's in, it's in black and white and, uh, yeah, I thought it kind of worked for that, for that film, but it's, it's, it's almost like a documentary really. It has, I mean, it has that kind of feel, although it's like a fiction, it's like a reenactment, you know? Yeah. I might have to check it out. What did you say it's called? Uh, good night and good luck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an interesting one, but yeah, the lighthouse too. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think also maybe partly why I'm sort of like drawn to that book maybe is because it's like like what can like lend itself to like more of like a being of like more like a like a law a raw quality or like allowing for like imperfections and i think that kind of aligns with sort of the way that i've like been making music like i feel like it's pretty you know it can be pretty like raw and like you know rough around their edges in some ways so i feel like it kind of just like lends itself like i i feel kind of like weird like creating the music that I've been making and I don't know, having like a different aesthetic, you know, one that's like really super colorful or something, for instance, right. Wouldn't feel right to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely seems like, um, that's kind of, uh, that's like kind of, kind of seems like your, your look for a lot of, um, like the stuff that you put out, like it's, it's, uh, even like your avatar on, um, uh, yeah. A lot of social media and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting how how like um how it impacts artists like so much, like even people even like like musicians who don't even who who don't necessarily even do visual art as well. Um like they, they put so much effort into uh making their feed look a certain way, like getting the colors right. And, uh, right. Yeah. you know, making it consistent looking, um, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've gone that far. I think I've tried, but it just, I realized to me, it's like too much of an upkeep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, definitely. uh, I guess kudos, you know, if someone wants to do it, it definitely like looks really, you know, really nice, but yeah, I think I did that for a little bit and it was like, kind of like, a, I just, going to make it more natural and just post, you know, a bit more consistently, like whatever. Yeah. Just like feels appropriate, you know, kind of, kind of change it up a little bit, you know, throw, throw some color in there, you know? Yeah. Which I think is, can be nice too. You know, I think there's some artists that I've seen where it's almost like, it's almost like too consistent or too much the same, you know, maybe comes a right. bit of a, a white room. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, to each his own, it's you know different taste. But yeah, I think I, I think a, you know, a bit of a variety can can be nice. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like um, it seems like for like what you were saying about like music being one of your bigger uh, bigger influences um, on like uh, like it it seems like um for a lot of like, uh, like, uh, mu musicians or, or songwriters, uh, 
who are also like visual artists. It seems like they aren't like um, those, those two things aren't very like, like maybe they're, they're, they're sort of separate, but they're very like, they, they inter intertwine a lot. Like they, they try and like represent what they've, what they're, what they're, um, what they're, what they're creating like musically, like through, through their visual art too. Would you say that that that's kind of the way you think about it too? Yeah, I think that it is helpful. I think I maybe could could uh, do to like allow maybe someone else to, you know, kind of take on that or, you know, create some like visuals. But I think that it's kind of nice to sort of be able to do like the music and the visuals. And so I kind of have like, you know, the control over both and I can kind of do, you know, kind of, you know, exactly what I'm going for in a sense. I mean, there's definitely things that like I, I can't do like some of those like really crazy, like uh detailed, like digital paintings, like <laughs> definitely can't do that. But um, yeah, within like the means of like what I can do, I can definitely, uh, you know, create the music and, you know, know, okay, this is like the, the mood, the vibe I'm going for. And then I can go, then I can go and I can uh, create the graphic, you know, create the look and, you know, have it, you know, really kind of complement each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like really enjoying the, uh, the, uh, the music you've been like sharing on Instagram. Um, so that'll be cool to see what you do with it. I don't know if you're, is, is that like, um, is that stuff that you're going to probably like be doing like with your lo-fi stuff or how do you think you're going to be using those things you've been sharing? Do you have a plan for those? Yeah, I think, um, that, that was kind of my idea. I, um, I thought I, I would, uh, I, I tried to kind of, um, uh, like kind of write them with that in mind, kind of not to, uh, I wanted to try like putting in like maybe like a drum track for them, uh, mm -hmm. which, which is kind of interesting because there's already some percussion in some of them. So I might take that out. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll see what I do with it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was just, uh, something I had in mind for some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Alice for, uh, yeah, always great to have a conversation with you. Thanks for, you know, coming on the podcast and, and talking. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, thanks, uh, whoever's listening, for, for joining us.